0: Welcome to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. And I'm Becky. So I've gone ahead and labeled this episode the lost episode. The lost episode? To to what happens next. Maybe no one hears it. Oh, are we going that? We are. So let's go ahead and jump right in on this one. This is a topic that you brought up to me. Yes. That is a delicate topic. It is. It has taken me a good solid six months, I would say for me to think about even doing this episode yeah and so uh thought that we'll just go ahead and jump in what changed your mind I, I, I don't know and the fact that i'm the one that presses the publish button <laughs> 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 but um you, you know I, I i think that the reason that you want to do this episode is that i have a unique look at things you do and you want to know my take and well,
1: i know your take but i think there are other people who would like to hear your take
0: yeah and so you know it's so yeah it's 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 harder for me to have this have this talk it, it really is than than coming from you or something like that just because the delicateness of it so my question to you okay. is what do you want to talk about
1: Women in insurance.
0: Yes, women in insurance. Now, I've said multiple times, I think even on this podcast, that um, women in general in business are much better than men. They are better when it comes to really a lot of business decisions. And they are always in a position where, you know, yes, women are more emotional than men. But I would argue that that's not actually true. Men are emotional in a different way. They let their anger get out. They get their their panties in a wad that, you know, they're being disrespected and all that. And so they have emotions that are different. And those emotions just con- completely um, cloud their judgment when it comes to business. And, you know, women, they they have emotion as well. Some, some get really emotional and angry and all that type of stuff as well. But I think that the emotion that they bring is much better um, because it, it's empathy. You know, there's empathy built into it. There's sometimes much more rational um, thought that comes out of people whenever they're not angry. And so I instantly, before we get started going down this path, I, I want to take emotion out of it. Because emotion is the one thing that, like, men, anybody will sit there and fault a woman in business that, oh, she's too emotional. No, fuck that. That's not how that works. Is that every one of my best hires, every single one of them has been a woman. And every single, I mean, the only, like, category of developer that I don't think I've, I've hired a woman that's been better than a man in the position was I had a developer. One developer has been the top developer I have ever done. However, the person who really got me into programming in both programming as well as, as it, as a job, my dad helped me become a programmer, but as a job, as well as um, in it was a woman and you know, she was a network admin in the early nineties <clears throat> and you know, I know, Fantastic, great women developers, and I know fantastic women uh, pro product managers and all that. And if you look at some companies that I've been around and I've I've ran and all that, there's actually more women leaders than there are men leaders. And you know the other, so I, I women are so much better than men when it comes to business.
1: Well, this this the idea for this episode. Started when probably about six months or so ago, I was reading an article in one of the trade publications, or I guess it was their website more specifically, about how the insurance industry is not immune from the Me Too movement.
0: Absolutely not. And really, I don't think any industry is immune to it. Right. Um, I, I think, but also, you know, the Me Too movement, first of all, is not about men on women or women on men. It is. It, it, it can happen to everybody. Right. Um, you know, you know of a of a time that I was, um, you know, on the very border of sexually assaulted in the insurance industry by a woman. Right. And so, um, you know, I a lot of people look back at that story and they laugh about it. I mean, whenever it told it, if you notice, I never really laugh about it. Right. Because I took it seriously. You know, you can't do that. I can't do that to anybody and no one should do it the fuck to me. Right. And, you know, we need to, it's not about your body or how good do you look. It's really, frankly, how smart you are. And smart is not, you know, can you calculate, you know, pi to the thousandth, you know, position. Smart is being able to understand and extrapolate ideas from abstract thoughts and put something together and operate a plan and put a forecast together and follow that forecast and, you know, follow what you're supposed to be doing. And I don't care what hardware you came equipped with, that doesn't change your ability to do that. And so it, it's absolutely not immune to it, this industry, and I'm, you know, I think that this industry is very good about keeping things a little bit more quiet, um, because you know, all financial. Have you noticed that like there hasn't been a lot of me too fallout in finance and insurance? I think that, you know, you don't hear much of that because, you know, the, the the industry is so good at, you know, making sure mitigating risk. And I think that that's something that they've always done, but I can tell you for a fact I am surprised that there hasn't been a me, me too lawsuit with some of the behaviors that I've seen out of leaders of insurance companies and agencies uh, alike.
1: Right. Well, I wish you could give me more of a heads up because I would have would have found the article that I, I, had been, I was reading a few months ago. Um, I'll have to to find it before we publish the episode, so I can put it in the show mm-hmm. notes. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons why you have have not seen lawsuits around it.
0: Like mm-hmm. why? What, what's your thought? Is it you?
1: I think I think there are some women who don't report it. Mm-hmm. Um, or men. Yep. I think um, there are some that go reported, but they get settled in some form or fashion where it never goes all the way to a lawsuit. And then if it does, it gets quietly settled and handled and then everybody kind of forgets about it. Yeah. Which is sad because that's not what should happen. Mm-hmm. It should not be forgotten about. Um, You know, it it should not get – it should not go unreported.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I I – I don't understand. I mean, I remember a situation at a company that I worked for and, you know, long, long time ago in the the late 90s that, um, you know, really, it it was a situation where instant action was taken. Like, um, you know, this person said this to me and instant action was taken. And that's the way that it should be. And anybody that feels that they're in an uncomfortable environment should have no problems reporting it instantly. And there should be no fear of retribution. And companies should make sure that it's you know, first of all, don't don't have this. Well, we have this, uh, you know inappropriate conduct policy that's a 1,000 pages long and it's part of the handbook and someone just signed it and you've got to go through these special channels and all that, take action and solve the problem. And, you know, remove the situation as best possible. It, I, I don't get it. And I would never want to cover up something like this. Right. Just come out. Just, just face it head on. And, you know, I, I've, t- I've told people all the time that, you know, Really, whenever there's adversity and challenge for a business, that's the time for leaders to shine. And that's the time for the organization to prove themselves out to be better. And so, uh, you know, the, the whole Me Too thing is, you, you know, I, I think that it has been used in ways that it shouldn't. And I also think that uh, it's something that should never have been an issue why should have never been an issue is because people should feel that they are able to speak up at any given time without fear of retribution or anything like that and be able to do it. Yeah. And then you probably ask, like, well, Laird, I noticed you actually said that you think that it's been abused as well. Is that I think that the other side of it is, <clears throat> no, we're not in the madman where you can pat a girl on the ass saying, Hey, it's a nice job, but you know, really, you know, there are guys that have told me that they wanted to tell someone that they look good at work and, you know, my, like their outfit look nice, you know, and, or you look like you're losing weight or, Hey, your hairstyle's different or something like that. And they have a fear that they're going to be, you know, classified as, you know, a creepy dude mm-hmm. because of that. And so I think that it's also gone so far the other way where people are so PC correct that we're always worried that there's going to be some lawsuit or you're sitting at a bar with a coworker and some off comment has been made that is, I didn't make it. You didn't make it. No one made it, you know, specifically. And the person feels offended about that comment. And you're like, well, I've, I didn't say anything, but you're directing it towards me. I mean that that type of stuff is it, it creates an environment where I think it is not a positive working environment.
1: Right. I mean it's it's becoming a very I don't want to say touchy, but you know you you have to tread very lightly with with anything along those lines, you know. You you may say, "Hey, that's that, that's a nice outfit today. You look good." And your intention is one thing, but the way it is received, the way that the other person perceives it can be completely different. And you have no control uh-huh. over how what you say in that kind of situation is perceived. No control. So I, I understand um, why there is a fear around something like that, where you are trying to make a, in your eyes, innocent comment – Towards someone else in the office just as a way of saying, hey, I notice you, I see you, and I wanted to pay you a compliment. And and it and it is completely surface, face value. There is no hidden agenda, there is nothing else behind it. The the problem becomes when as a woman, you've heard those comments, you know, from many different men in many different situations over you know pretty much the course of your whole adult life that it can be challenging and difficult to understand when there's subtext and when there's not yeah and if you have been a victim of harassment mm-hmm. or even worse you are more quick to jump and see a subtext that may or may not be there. And it's it's a but, very deep and sensitive problem. And
0: you know that and that's and that's the challenge that's for <clears throat> a lot of guys out here. Right. Because the reality is that the number that hasn't is Minuscule compared to the number that has You mean the number of women who have been Yeah And you know it's It's an old school thing that just Happens that You know you're kind of getting blamed For past past indiscretions Even though it's it wasn't you Right And you know I I get it I I, you know I've seen firsthand how Someone's um, You know pervasive Unwanted aggressions to someone not, and just seeing the other people have have impacted and changed people's lives about how they how they operate. Right. And so. Yeah. It, it's it's very difficult um, be, because of that because you don't know where that line is and you just have to now make the assumption that everybody is going to be sensitive to those comments. And so, you know, it's gotten to the point where I can, you know, whenever that person asks me, Hey, how do I, how do I say this? I say, you don't, right. You don't. And, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion now that dating in the workplace, you know, first of all, that's always been rule number one of mine. I'd never date anybody I work with, but number, number one rule is that number two, so I've, I've been immune to that, but don't date anybody you, you work with. That's, that's the, that's the thing I always Oh no. You, oh, you find her attractive. You're both single. It's the right time. No, right you don't do that. And it's just because it can create a problem. And you know, those problems go above and beyond that. What if it works out? Then all of a sudden, you know, it works out. You guys get married and then all of a sudden uh, you guys have a really bad divorce and then it, it goes off the rails. Um, you know, I've seen multiple ones of happened that. I've seen you know here at ITC, we actually have a lot of couples that are still together for a long, long time that have um, you know met at work and done really well and gone on to live very prosperous married lives. And I can tell you that the majority of people meet their loved ones or their their future spouses at work. Yeah because you work with someone for you know eight plus hours a day you might have that happy hour or something like that and you just develop a a, a a relationship and it works
1: it does it does but I think I think as a man trying to navigate this world post me too one of the things you have to keep in mind is a woman will tell you if she doesn't if she's not interested, and you have to. She'll either tell you subtly, trying to not not be cruel, or she'll just come right out and and say no.
0: And I wish it was the I wish it was a balance of the two.
1: I, I don't because
0: because women are not good at either one of them. No,
1: but you know, you as a woman, you are also afraid that if you reject a man, what that might drive him to, because mm-hmm. you know that does and can't happen um but when a woman is is giving you the no signals or she's saying no or she's saying this is i'm not interested you have to respect that and then completely turn it off yeah right there there is not continuing to flirt there's not continuing to make the comments you have to stop Mm -hmm. and then be a hundred percent professional always
0: correct And, you know, in the, the problem that reaches a lot of people is that, uh, lust and all of that gets in the way. And, you know, sometimes love is blind and kind of blinds you from everything. And then it becomes a little bit overbearing and then it starts being stalking situation. So it escalates quickly. And so, you know, it's, it's difficult because I see that side of it as well. I see that, you know, by saying no, you have to let them down gently. And, and I'm like, you know, if anybody, you just have to frankly say, you know what? I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm, you know, I, I have other interests in my life and saying it that way, you know, completely gives them so much to think about that. They're like, Ooh, <laughs> that's, yeah. um, maybe, maybe I was reading the book wrong, you know, and right. so they can kind of move on. And it's, um, but yeah, that, that's why I was like, you just shouldn't date in your workspace. No, I agree
1: with that. It makes it when you date with within work, it muddies the waters tremendously and makes it way more difficult and challenging to navigate.
0: Yeah. And then, um, you, you know, but I, I also look at it. You know, you have to look at it from a business standpoint, and it's not a matter of if; it's when it's going to hit you as a company right. or within your organization and how are you going to respond to that how are you going to, to respond it yeah. to it And, you know, there's two responses that have to happen. First of all, there is going to be the actual action, you know, actions speak louder than words. You can sit there and say, Hey, we, you know, we have this program in place that prevents this. And, you know, that, that, you know, and then we put everybody through sensitivity training and all that type of stuff. But in the end, you know, it's action that actually takes place. And when it takes a company, you know, six to 12 months to actually take action, it's not it's not appropriate right now. The other side of that action that has to happen is how does a company handle it? And, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's getting to the point at like, uh, identity theft is that, I mean, like I said, almost every girl I've known has had some kind of incident in their life that has transformed them and that has, you know, created the, uh, the rule of how they feel about that situation. Right. And but it's the same thing like everybody's gotten their identity stolen. Everybody's gotten their, you know, cyber security is it will be breached eventually. You know, it's just it's an inevitability. And if you think that your social security number, your date of birth, your mother's main name's not already on the internet, you're naive because it is. Right. And, you know, so it's almost like it happens to everybody. And so you just have to prepare for it and make sure that you handle the situation properly for when it does.
1: Right. Well, also understand that it may be happening and you don't know about it. I found the article that I was reading a few months ago, six months ago or so, and they – Carrier Management, which is one of the insurance journal's publications, had done this survey about sexual harassment in the PNC industry and uh, half – they said about half of their respondents said they never shared their experiences they never reported what happened to them I, so if you just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it's not happening well you,
0: you there, there's no well to that I mean the reality is is that um, assault and sexual assaults of all broad types minor to absolutely major are all unreported and so um, you know they're they're way underreported, and so um, that the 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 issue behind that is that um, you just have to make the assumption that everybody has right. And,
1: and as you know, as a man in a leadership position within a company mm-hmm. in the industry who has you know this view that women are great at business despite what many like to think of us as emotional you have a responsibility to be an ally and speak up for the women that work with us the women within our company within the industry so that because it can be difficult as a woman to speak stand up and speak up for yourself right when men will sometimes do the thing where they they talk over the woman and let let her speak her ideas, right? We You and the other men who have similar views like you have a responsibility to make sure, hold up, she didn't finish what she was saying and giving her a chance to finish her thought because more than likely he was going to say the same thing she was already saying.
0: Yeah, and you know – I was going to interrupt you. Just make a point. <laughs> not the, <episode laughs> not, not the time, Larry. Not the, not ups- the time. Not nope. the episode to do it. So, no. Nope. You know, sometimes we have fun with the show. I guess today's not it. Um, this is a more
1: serious this, topic. Is, this
0: is a serious one. It, you, you know the the other thing that comes into play, especially with what you just said, is that I'm I'm really very one of these is you can call me kind of lazy when it comes to business is that I want to hire people that are smarter than me. And that's all what you should do as a business leader. You should always hire people smarter than you. And whenever you're going through this and you're doing all of this, you need to make sure that, um, you know, as, a anybody in business, not a man, a woman, whatever it's, um, alien, whoever you are, you need to make sure that you allow people to actually speak their idea and to go through with it. Um, in, in to say the whole thing and allow it because you're absolutely right is that they're probably going to say the same thing, but also me, I'm more like, Hey, tell me the full idea because you know what? Your idea might be better than mine. Right. And you know, if, if it was if it was always my idea all the time all day every day, you know this we wouldn't be as good as we are because I have one outlook. My one outlook could be wrong. Right. You have to have multiple um, views into the to the situation.
1: Well, the sum is better than the whole of its parts. Right. Yep. The sum of all of us together are better than how we are individually. Correct. And that is men and women, and making sure women have the space and the resources and the opportunity to add to that, to give their voice to the conversation is important. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. So So what do you think? What do you think the uh, industry – I mean, do you think they're going to have the me too apocalypse in the insurance industry? Do you see that coming or do you, do you think the me too, um, movement is kind of like stalled at this point in the sense that it's almost like every, you know, it, it got to the point there after the Harvey Weinstein thing that it was just like, boom, 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 which is like this person, this person, this person, this person, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Are we talking about the industry or just in general? The industry.
1: Okay. Um, you know, I think I think I think it's happening in the industry. It's just quieter. We yeah. don't. We don't. We're not seeing it play out as publicly as you did with Harvey Weinstein or you know Matt Lauer or, or any of those other more public figures. Uh-huh. One because you know this is a, a not nearly as wide n- widely known as somebody who has on TV every day. Yeah. But um, also, I think that's just the nature of this industry, right? Is is like you had talked about mitigating risk, which, for better or for worse, is is what this industry is. Um, but you know, back to the point of this article, you also have fifty percent of incidents that go unreported, at least. Right? This was just the survey.
0: At least, I mean, I'm talking. It's probably. I would say it's even bigger
1: than. It's that. probably two thirds to to three fourths. You know, because. There's, there's, I mean, there's a like I was saying earlier. There's any number of reasons why an incident might go unreported. Um, you're worried about shaking the boat. You really need the job. Um, it's, you know, you you don't want to cause any problems. You're worried about retribution. You think nothing's going to happen. That's the worst thing of all, right? You don't report something because you think they won't do anything about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, you should never worry about reporting something and worrying that they're not going to do a thing about it. Because why would you want to work for an organization that does that?
1: But that, but that's what happens, right? You you get into a situation, you don't report it because you think, oh, it, you know that that's not that important. They're not going to do anything about it anyway. Why would I say something?
0: Well, I think that also the other the other kind of side of that is that maybe it's more like, well. Um, you know, I'm worried that it's not really that big of a deal, right? Or it, you know, maybe I'm overreading it.
1: That that's another thing, right? You 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 worry about your overreading the situation, and so then you would cause drama that is is n- not necessary. And so you know, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to you know. And you there's there's a, a, a list of reasons of why things might not get reported.
0: Yeah. I. And I don't know how to solve it. I think that the newer generation of people coming up, the newer generation is going to be more cognizant of it. Yeah. Um I'm worried that they've grown up in this where it's just, you know, you, you can say it and, you know, they it, it it might devalue it, you know? And that's that's the other worry, is that by everybody reporting it, then all of a sudden it becomes like well, it happens to everybody. Right. And that's that's another worry that I've talked about is that whenever you look at it, like I think the number of seventy five percent or two thirds is low. I think it's happened to nearly everybody. Oh yeah, in some way, shape, or form. I or, meant
1: unreported. I mean that's the percentage okay. of
0: incidents that is going unreported. I, I could I could see that, and you know that if everybody starts reporting it, then it it just devalues it completely. It will create awareness, right? of hey this is going on and then we need to recognize it right but um you know i I just feel that i mean hell look at kids these days they're sitting there you know sending pictures of themselves you know in very compromised situations you know at the age of 12 13 14 years old sending it to group people at their school yeah and you know it, it just you know, and the other the other side is like whenever it comes to like porn and stuff like that, is that you know the more you watch, it, the more desensitized you come to it, and all of a sudden you know it just becomes every day, yeah. and then then you've got to sit there and keep upping the game until you know you're watching some really weird shit, um, you know. But you know, school violence, violence in general, um, the Me Too movement. Um, porn. All of those things are, you know. I think that we are overstimulated as an as a, as a society, and you know, I, I wonder how you know just the fact that you know all these people the Me Too. Like, have you seen this latest one, Michael Weatherly? Uh, no, was Denozo on NCIS? No, I didn't see it. Um, he got accused as supposedly accused of you know making um, you know harassing jokes and comments. You know, um, wasn't anything touching, but it was harassing comments, I believe is the latest. He's had a whole bunch of people come to his defense saying, hey, this is not the person I know. And then, you know, it almost becomes flipped on the other side where it's like blaming the woman. Right. You know, I, I don't know where the line is, Becky. I really don't because I, I don't know. It. It's not It's
1: it's not black and white. Never has been. And I think there's just a whole lot more. Awareness around these kinds of situations that we just have to have these kinds of conversations and not just have them once, but continually have them to talk about what What do you do? What do we do as a company? What you know? Do you do as a male leader at a company? What do I do as a woman leader at a company? Um, to try to Reduce these kinds
0: of situations, yeah. and whenever I'm, I, I tell you that it scares the shit out of me as as a male leader of a company, and I, you know, in I could see a woman leader not having this because you know it's this you know, double standard effectively that, that, you know, women don't, you know, it's always men doing it to women. That's not the case. Women can do it to men all the time. And, um, but it scares me. I mean, whenever I became the leader of ITC, if you notice that me going out, I've changed a lot. Like I don't, I'm not the same person as I was before because I'm ultra cognizant of it. Like I, you know, Oh, no, we're not going to hang out and drink. We're going to sit there and, you know, I'm going to, oh, no, no, no. I'm only having a beer and then I'm going to leave. I left a lot of our, you know, we have those uh, group happy hours that we do. You know, if you notice, I left at all of them early Yeah, and I did it on purpose. It was not, um, you know, you put yourself in a position as a leader that you have to be a leader and, you know, you can't sit there and be one of the, be one of the team. You know, you can't sit there and just be like, rah, 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 and do the fun things and, you know, go get drunk and have a, have a blast. That's not what you can do as a leader. And you have to set an example, but it's really hard as a leader because you're always worried about that situation. You're not even worried about, you know, it happening at your company. You can be worried about someone falsely accusing you. Right. And you know what? Through this me too moment movement, there was a lot of false accusations, Um, you know, our our new Supreme Court justice. You know, they they went through all this this rigmarole. You know what? I bet you in some time in his. You know, he was a frat boy. (laughs) You you look at him; he was a frat boy. He acted like a frat boy, and sometimes frat boys do some pretty dumb shit. Um, That doesn't make it
1: okay, though.
0: No, no, it doesn't. And but hold on. But what I'm saying is that he is probably guilty for for something. You know, in, in one of those accusations, but. Like four out of the five accusations have now been completely retracted and said, I was just very upset about his nomination and I just said it um, for the sake of saying it. Never met the person in my life. That creates much more of a disservice to women than actually happens to.
1: No, I I absolutely agree. And it makes it makes the whole situation even more difficult. You know, um, it's. I wish it could be as easy as do this, not that. I mean, it is to an extent, but it's also way more complicated than just this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Um, because again, it goes up all back to perception. Mm-hmm. Your intention can be wholesome. Your intention can be pure. But if it is not perceived that way, your intention does not matter
0: Yeah. at all. Yeah, and <clears> – <throat> Yeah. And, you know, then, then you've got the, the other side of the other side of the, the comments is that, you know, you know, and I know multiple people in this industry that, um, frankly say some stuff that, um, they shouldn't Yeah, on a regular basis. Yes. And, you know, I I know one that is a walking, talking lawsuit waiting to happen, but ladies love them. Yep and he says some shit that I just let go you cannot say that you that's not something that you can have said you you can't you can't do that and he gets away with it all day long and um you, you know it's really confusing to me as a um, as a guy because i'm like well that's funny i'm a funny guy Occasionally, I could sit there and think of funny things like that to say, but also I don't because I'm worried about the other side. How does this guy get away with it? And a lot of other guys don't. Is it just because this guy's sweet, charming and good looking? I don't know. And, you know, or is it that this person just has said every single one of those comments, but you know where he really stands on on the subject. And so you're just like, oh, well, I'll, you know, let it slide. You know, where's the point where letting it slide's not right? Right. And so, it's a confusing thing for anybody in this world,
1: right? And then, and it comes again. It comes back down to the situation. It comes comes back down to as somebody, you know, as a woman who is talking to a man like that. How do I feel in that situation? Do I feel comfortable? Then I might. It's, it's whatever. It doesn't bother me. Am I uncomfortable? Okay, now I'm going to have a problem with it because for whatever reason in this situation I'm uncomfortable. So it it, it's not just what is said; it's the context, it's the situation, it's the relationship of the people. You know, it's it is not so easily black and white. I wish it was, but it's not.
0: Yeah.
1: And one of the things that I have to worry about, um, and this is not just in this industry. This is you know just woman in business I went to a trade show being the only ITC representative at this trade show and for the first time I had to be very cognizant of everything around me Uh because before when I would go to trade shows and there would be four or five of us there (coughs) I did not have to be as on top of the situation I was in as I did because I had a group of people with me that I trusted to have my back in any sort of situation. If I got into anything Uh that I didn't want to be into going to that trade show by myself, you know, I've been here seven and a half years. That was the first time I'd ever been to a show by myself. And I was nervous, not because of being in the booth by myself, not because I was going to have to talk to all these agents and carriers by myself, but, what if I got into a situation that I couldn't get out of Yep, and I had no one else there to back me up? I knew no one else there. That's what worried me. And I'm not alone in having to think like that.
0: Yeah. I I am not the only woman that has to think like that. Oh no, no. And you know, it's definitely, definitely that way. I mean, I I could see that. I remember at our first trade show, um, we were our, our first agent conference. We were sitting at the bar it was late at night, just a group of us was at the bar and there was a girl that was across the bar that was getting hit on very aggressively. And like, because I had spoke earlier in the show and all that, like I, I I guess I was a a person that she trusted because of my position. Um, She was just like, you could see these like begging eyes of like, Come save, rescue me. Save me. Yeah. And I did. I, and I went over and, and the guy was like, whenever I pulled her away, he's like, oh, come on, let's, you know, you know, where are you guys going? All this type of stuff. And literally the next year of the show, um, at that show, one year later, some guy was literally in front of talking to another girl and said, Hey, you, you know, you want to come up to my room. And I'm like, dude, uh, d- don't say that to my employee. Right. You know, don't no no, no. that's not how that works, you know. Yeah. And you know, and I'd apologize to her cuz I was like, "Hey, I, I know you're single and all that, <laughs> but you know, that that's not how that works." Right. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's delicate for any guy and it's dangerous for women. Yeah. And you know, there's you know, there is a difference between men and women is that men are, are stronger. They're bigger. Um, they, you know, there are, there are girls that are bigger and stronger than me, you know, but, um, you, know, it puts women at a disadvantage. They're more aggressive. Um, you know, it puts them into a position that society has always kind of put them at this of, you know, you're sub a man. And, you know, I think that society as a, as, as a whole is getting away from that. Yeah. I think equality is is coming you know equality is coming to parity is that we're really starting to become equal um in in how society views it. Now, I I'm I'm completely screwed up because I think men are better than or I mean women are better than men, but you know because I wouldn't I, say you're screwed up. Uh, <laughs> I it just I, I don't see it as as equal, you know, um because I think that women do so much more stuff. I mean, if you look at cultures that, um, you know, are not as civilized and they let the natural order actually happen, the um, the women are the ones that take care of the village. They're the ones that cook, clean, raise, rear, and all that. And the guys are the dumb glutes that go out in the forest and, you know, try to stab, you know, bears with rods, you know, with spears, you know. That's you know that's all we're good for. <laughs> mm, bring, me bring me bring you meat. <laughs> mm, you bring me meat You you feed me meat. No no not how to cook. Um, you, you know that if you look at our base society, you know of how we operate as just humans and mammals because that's all we are. We're just animals that are a little bit smarter than everybody else. Um, we're we're. You know, men are, men are, you know, grunts. We're, we're the ones, that, we're the grunts. We're the, we're the ones that go out the We're the worker bees. I mean, even look at like, uh, in, uh, in bee culture, you know, it's all about the queen. Yep. All right.
1: You think that was all
0: yeah. for now? I think that's it. What do you think? Uh,
1: yeah. I think we did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah. We'll have to listen to this one thoroughly. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's let's wrap this up. We're only at, uh, 41 minutes. Oh, that's it. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, dear listeners, um, I hope you have listened to this episode with an open mind. Um, you know, Please be kind in your comments.
0: <laughs> we, or or drink Jack Daniels before you start the episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we should have started that the episode with that. Um, but, you know, we, we would like to hear your thoughts. So find us on Twitter. I'm Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricksford. You can tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour.
0: Please do not tweet with the hashtag me too.
1: You can if you want
0: to. Yes, you can. Okay. I'm just saying with this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll put a link to this article that I found um, that talks about specifically the insurance industry and the Me Too movement um, in the show notes. So if you want to read some more about it, you can find it.
0: All right. Well, you I'm not going to go through where you can subscribe. If you can find if 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 you have a podcast app, you can find us. Yes, and um, click
1: subscribe if please if you're not already.
0: Yeah. Um, well, this was this has been a fun episode. This has been different. It's uh, it it, it was a challenge, and I was I purposely turned off my my gating mechanism. It, this was a little bit more me. This was a little bit more of the you know, uh, exactly how I feel because, um, you know, frankly, um, almost, almost nearly every girl that I know has had some kind of what would be classified as a me too moment. And it's frankly bullshit is that no one should go through life worried about that. There's so many other things to worry about that are legitimate it's not something that we should be as a society. It should be happening here in, you know, 2019.
1: I wish more men felt that way because that's not the case. It is a legitimate concern and a legitimate worry for half the population.
0: Yeah. And, you, you know, in, I, I asked that, you know, women see, see the challenges that men have in this, in this world for you know, the good guys and, you know, the, the ones that, you know, don't exactly allow themselves to be walked all over, but also, you know, have a backbone and they're not wusses, but, you know, make sure that you understand the world that we live in now is that we, you know, we shouldn't have to force anybody to do anything that they don't want. And, You know, understand that you know just because a guy is shy and he doesn't want to ask you out or something like that, it might be for other reasons than just he's shy. It might be that he's worried about how everything goes, and so it's a delicate time for this for this world. And I I hope that we learn something from this. And my worry is that we don't. Yeah. And you know, I, I think the time of Mad Men, and you know. You know, given that uh, good job pat on the ass is is done. I, I don't think that that's going to happen again. Um, I think it's gone and passed. I think, um, you know, media today um, allows the wildfire to spread too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so no one will get away with it. It's just I'm worried that, you know... It become we become desensitized to it, and frankly, I'm worried that the Me Too movement has already been desensitized. I think that if you look at the Michael Weatherly, you know, a lot of people are saying it's just not true. Well, we don't know that. You know, um, you know what, what happened with Harvey? There was just too much evidence, and there was too much going behind it. And you know, you look at like Kevin Spacey. I mean, that that was something that uh, I think everybody knew. I think that I knew that he was an aggressive, um, you know aggressive male lover Mm -hmm. you know that wasn't a new conversation and so i'm surprised that it was it even came up but now it's almost like a new story every single day and that should be happening i mean we should be hearing when these indiscretions happen and we should be correcting them i just don't want the world to become desensitized to it where they just go ho-hum not a big deal yeah all right well this has been an episode
1: we'll be back to our regular scheduled shenanigans next week at some point <laughs> this will
0: not be released on a friday actually this will be out of band so yeah all right well as always it's always fun to hang out with you becky oh thanks larry all right well thanks for listening